first rule in grip sport is you tell everyone about grip sport. You're crushing pinch grip, thick bar, wrists. If the best guy in the world can't lift 100 pounds on it, I, I don't give a shit about it. Welcome back to another episode of The Grip Show. Um, as promised, I just did a recap with Jason Dingy and Mike Saffel, um, which was partially stage two, and it was a dual-sanctioned event up in Ohio, but uh, it was stage two for their Super Series. And now that we have all the results in from the Super Series, so stage two is completely wrapped up. So stage one and stage two, both parts of the Super Series for Arm Lifting USA have wrapped up. Um, I have Eric Rusain here with me to uh, just kind of do a recap and break down these results. So, Eric, uh, welcome to the show. Thanks a lot, Zach. This is going to be uh, this is going to be interesting. I think uh, with with a couple hundred competitors, it's a lot of stuff to get through. But I think there's a lot of interesting stories that we can get to. Yeah, and uh, you're kind of one of my first people as a go-to for this this type of deal, just because I mean you're you're very well known not only on the competition side of things and performing very well, but uh, you're heavily involved in. I guess you could say like stats and keeping track of records and things like that, whether that be right. arm lifting, uh, oh, sorry, arm lifting, <laughs> arm wrestling or arm lifting, grip sport, um, the history of those type of things, databases and stuff like that. You're, you're very familiar to that. So you're a good person for a recap and a breakdown because you kind of know your way around all this stuff. Um, so with, uh, I guess both stages kind of wrapping up, um, probably like to lead in with the women. And I think one of the things I've noticed from the past years, I, I did the first two years of the super series and I didn't really compete in this one. Um, but uh, was, it seems like they kind of opened it up and added in a few weight classes for some of the lighter weight people. I like, I don't know if they've always had a 60 kg for the women. And no, I don't I'll... know if they've always had a 70 kg for the men. Some of this was actually my doing. <laughs> uh, okay. I've been getting a lot of uh, climbers joining the sport. And, mm -hmm. and and they noticed initially that there's, I think it was like the 80 kg was the lowest class. And like, well, and, and same with the women. They're like, why is the lowest class so high? Uh, so I just reached out to Ricardo. I said, I have some, some new climbers who are looking to, you know, to compete. Would you consider adding lower cl other classes? And he was on board right away. Like the next day he had added like five or six classes. So okay. there's more, more masters, more lightweight. So I think it's all great for the growth of the sport for attracting new people. So, uh, as, as when we get to some of these classes, some of the lighter weight classes, especially the men, like half of the guys are from my venue. <laughs> okay. So, uh, uh, but I think that's definitely a step in the right direction for, for overall numbers and, and continue to grow the sport. So I, I was very happy about that. Even if, if you know even if not every class will have money or whatever i think what's more important is people want to compare compete with people of equal weight or you know i think that's a big factor yeah i mean and, and i spoke with this um i think briefly in the last recap i did where i mean it's not for not every every single event is not like a linear progression to your body weight like oh he weighs more he lifts more or she's bigger she's going to lift more that's not necessarily true in the world of grip but for certain events like, you know, two, the two handed lifts and some of the deadlifts and stuff like that, it body weight is absolutely a factor. And, uh, yeah, you know, if you have these people that are really willing to compete, it may be a lighter weight class and they're like, well, why do, why is everybody I have to lift against, you know, 
30, 40 pounds heavier body weight than me. It's kind of like, you know, not that it kills the incentive to lift, but it's almost like, you know, Hey, where's everybody else. that's kind of like me, you know, I want to, yeah. I want to test myself against, you know, somebody similar. It'd be like me trying to go up against the super heavies. I mean, don't get me wrong. I could do it, but it's not going to fare out as well as if I kind of hang out around, right. you know, guys are weight. Um, right. So I, I think that's a, I think that's a good move um, for participation in general, um, kind of adding in those lighter weight classes and, uh, especially like on the female side, I think that'll open things up a little bit more as well, because we kind of see that often the female classes are, I don't know, there's just less female competitors, less yeah. female classes typically. Um, so yeah, yeah um, if, if we just want to kind of jump in, um, do you have a certain spot that you would like to start off with or? I would, I say of... start with, uh, start with the low, the lowest weight classes and then maybe move up. Okay. So yeah. So if, if we look at the uh, women's division, we have the 60 kg, um, I'm, you'd probably be better at converting that to pounds. Um, I can kind of convert some of the heavier stuff to pounds, yeah. but, uh, 132. But, okay. Yeah. So we're looking at like that 132 range there. So for 60 kg, um, uh, first place was Grace Van Hoy. And that's a name that's newer to me, but I believe she just did like an interview recently, like with Ricardo's thing where he's doing like uh, some of the arm lifting USA interviews. And I think she had a, a recent interview there. So I don't know how often she's competed in grip, but yeah. So, so I've seen her at, at some of the, most of the bigger expo ones from the last two years or a year and a half, maybe. Okay. So uh, I think she was at the uh, Arnold. She was at the Olympia. Um, so she's been at arm lifting, I'd say at least a year. I'm not exactly sure. Mm -hmm. uh, Anna Wilkins is also very much an arm lifting person. And she was actually involved. I don't know if she still is, but some sort of, role in the organization um mm -hmm. um so so both of them have been active for maybe a year or two so i was not surprised to see them near the top of the standings in that weight class um i can't say i know too much about the other people in this class um and it's interesting the, the 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 when you look at the results what's interesting is to see the final points right there the, the see where the groupings are some of these classes had a clear winner, like the, in yeah. terms of points, there was mm -hmm. a huge drop. And then you see where it's sort of bunched up. And that's sort of more the interesting, like you see sort of the different levels. So in this class, I think Grace, uh, you know, she won most of the individualists, not all, but she won most. And Anna was generally second for most of them as well. So I think that's yeah, you know, pretty representative for that class. And then, um, yeah, and and then um, for that, uh, Grace looks like it, um, she was about. I mean, we're going by this the scoring system here, um, but about 40, 40 points above second place. So I mean, that's right. kind of a, that, that's 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 a pretty good gap um, across six events. I mean, yeah, not that you know, I mean, five ten pounds here or there. Yeah, some of that stuff can start changing, but uh, that's a pretty decisive win there. Um, so that, that might be a case where like, you know, maybe she's excited to have a 60 kg class versus, you know, I don't know, we'd have to crunch the numbers for how would that have panned out at 70, right? Maybe not as decisive of a win or maybe not a win at all, you know? So that, that's why I think the benefit of these classes will uh, kind of help grow things or at least give people their shot a little bit more because you might have a decisive win in your class, but you might not even make the top five in the next class. And I'm not saying that's the case for this, but you know, just for some of these other competitors, that's, it's a likely scenario um, when you start jumping yeah. up in weight. Um, 
And then, so, so I guess if we round out like the top three for the 60 kg women, it would be Grace Van Hoy, Anna Wilkins, and Melody Schoenfeld, or Schoenfeld, I guess is how you'd say that. Um, I've heard Melody's name, but I, you know, I, I can't say that I've actually seen her lift or been at a competition where she's at, but that name kind of rings a bell. Um, and then, yeah, as that list goes down, I'm not too familiar with the competitors. And before anybody would, you know, want, want to be, you know, wants to get, uh, I don't know, be, be too hard on that. Like, oh, you don't even know. It's like there are so many venues and so many people across such <laughs> yeah. a big portion of the map. It yeah. is impossible for me and Eric to absolutely yeah. know every single person. Nope, nope. Where they're... Yeah. yeah, no one knows everyone. So, yeah, so yeah. It, it, it's it, in no way, shape or form. Is it like, oh, I don't know them or it's like it, there's no disrespect with it. It's just that we're we're covering such a big um, a big portion of the map geographically. And uh, yeah, there's just so many venues. So that would that would pretty much um, was, was there any specific lifts maybe that, as you look at that? Um, I know we broke down kind of who placed what. Is there any lift that maybe stands out to you for that body weight? That was uh, uh, impressive at all. Um, not not, not well, that any well, of it's you know not impressive, but I'm just saying, is there anything that really jumped out like uh, on whenever a specific? Whenever I see somebody, whenever I see somebody get like I see that um, uh, Lynn Sears. This is going back to stage one, but she was fourth place overall, but she had the best uh, crunch crush block lift. So it's interesting mm -hmm. how certain people can can do very well in a given event, and and. and it, you know the block is is very much a it's a wrist heavy event. It's very different from mm -hmm. the most of the other events were useful. So I I just find that interesting that sometimes you'll find somebody who maybe didn't place in the top three for for example, but had a really good performance in a given lift. But that that was sort of the only thing I noticed in this class. Okay, yeah, and that's and that's a case where like if you see somebody that has that event win, I mean maybe they have a you know maybe maybe in this case she has a strong wrist but maybe some of the other aspects of her game haven't caught up to that. Right. But that might be something down the road to look for if, you know I mean? If she sticks around like, well, you already have that kind of wrist aspect going. Well, once you get your thumb or your fingers or, you know, body to catch up to that, there may be potential for some bigger lifts and kind of rounding it out. Cause we've seen that with the people in uh, uh, many competitions. I don't know, you know, where there's uh, guys, uh, one quick example I'll use would be like Yvonne Shook, right. Yeah. Is, when he first kind of burst on the scene for me, it was like, um, cause I think we both competed in the first super series and we were like right next to each other. Cause neither of us really knew much of what we were doing, but he's still closing like number threes and number four grippers. So it was like, he was really, really strong in that aspect, but it hadn't caught up to his, uh, his overall like grip lifts or his arm lifting lifts. And then here recently, uh, well not recently, but back in March at the Arnold, you yeah. got to see that there was an improvement there and it's like, okay, the oh, gripper yeah. guy is no longer just a gripper guy. Yeah. He's, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's doing something serious now. So uh, that's just something that to, to bring up. If you see somebody that is a specialist or has like a, a leg up in one thing, it might just be a matter of them kind of, you know, dialing things in and figuring out these other lifts to apply that strength. And then that, you know, r results could always shake up a little bit. So um that pretty much covers it for 60. Um, we can go ahead and move on to the 70 kg class. Um, and at the top of that class, we have Tammy McClure. So why no, more no big, Tammy? No, no big surprise there. Uh, for the, for the listeners, if, if they're not aware, a perfect score in this contest over two stages is 600 points. And she got mm -hmm. 600 points, meaning she had the top lift in all six disciplines. Um, yeah. 
time time has been competing or maybe a year a year and a half not that long but i don't think she's ever not even i think she's won every single lift and everything single contest i think with the exception of one lift in king kong last year in early class someone beat her by like a few grams <laughs> but basically yeah, she's she's, uh, she's wonder woman basically yeah no uh, and 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 she's um like just referencing the arnold again i mean that was somebody that it's like you have uh some you know really strong women like uh, Gabby Dixon or uh, Sarah Chapelo and you know they're they're like almost twice her size and then she's still kind of hanging tough with them you know so yeah. Tammy's a I would say interesting prospect but like I mean she's already like established herself but for being kind of newer and you know just burst onto the scene the last year or so um, yeah Tammy is somebody that uh, a, a lot of these women are going to have to kind of chase or they're going to have to kind of make some improvements at that weight if they're going to be competitive because she is definitely uh, kind of a step ahead of everybody when, when yeah. it comes to her weight class um, and then so that was pretty much a clean sweep by Tammy. Um, but it was a tight race. If you look at the tight race for second place, eh? holy, that was a very, very close race because the scores was 405 for yeah. Irina, 400 for Courtney, and 398 for Jesse. So that was ex an extremely tight race for second place. Yeah, uh, and, and, and and with that kind of point spread there, um, I mean, you're talking about somebody winning a certain event or how, you know, let's say you don't win an event, but you still stay close to that person. I mean, these points can really kind of shake up pretty fast. So, I mean, if you, I don't know, you, you miss a lift or two across these six stages and those two to three or those two to three places could drastically oh, change. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. any, any of that could have been shuffled had, you know, one of these ladies missed just one lift during the, you know, either competition. Um, yeah. That could have been the difference in second place and fourth place. So, yeah, that was a very, uh, very tight nice spot right there. It's nice to see when you see those types of groupings like that. That's that's an exciting contest. Of course, when we're competing, we're not aware because you only know who you're, who's in the room with you. But mm -hmm. when you see the international results and you get to see how close things were, it's 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 fun. It's exciting. Absolutely. Um, and then, yeah, and like I said, we for the last class, we kind of picked out like a lift that stood out there. Um any lifts that really stand out here? Uh, I'm just trying. I'm trying to kind of like just you know browse the stats here real quick. Um, I mean, <laughs> I'm sure Tammy outlifted many, many men on some of these. It's yeah, it's, I was, and that's what I was gonna say. It's like I don't want to, you know, I don't want to just go down the list and say, well, all of Tammy's lifts are amazing, but they they, they are. So I mean, yeah. did a lift any lift stand out? It's like, well, I guess whatever Tammy lifted. Um, but he, you know, where we didn't really have like an outlier or anything else that maybe kind of. Uh, instantly jumped out but yeah no tammy tammy pulled really well um and, and then uh as we like i said if we just kind of just going up the list here um yeah. 80 kg now um 80 kg was won by Haley gal yeah and Haley is um fairly newer um i want to say that her first kind of uh intro into the scene was i think she won the open class for the arnold for okay. the women's division I, I i believe like i said forgive me if i'm wrong anybody but uh i'm pretty sure that with the arnold they typically do like the professional divisions or whatever friday saturday and then they have the open on sunday um i i don't know maybe that's something i could talk to her about at a later day but i don't know exactly what inspired her or got her into that arm lifting debut um 
but I'm pretty sure she won the open division for the women at the Arnold. And that was kind of her, you know, arrival, I guess we could say. Um, So to see her at the top again through these stages, um, maybe not a big shock, but like, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, Eric. She almost, she as well, almost had a a perfect year, like 593. That's a a good score. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you're you're talking 593 points um, out of 600 total. So, I mean, there's, I mean, very little, uh, very little error there or very little um, uh, screw ups, you know what I mean? To get to give somebody else a shot to kind of jump in there when you yeah. get 593 out of 600, you're really not given any. I mean, the other person or second or third place would almost have to have like the. The, the like a couple events of their life to basically stay, you know, even stay close. Um, so. um just kind of breaking that down. So, like I said, Haley um, winning that. Um, if I go farther down, yeah, like I said, and that was separated by about twenty points. And then as you drop down, it's separated by about fifty points. So as you go down, right? Um, and Christi, Christina, I think she's been around approximately the same amount of time. I, I think less than a year, but she also okay. did very well. Uh, yeah. Sarah, who's been competing a bit longer, uh, but you know, a consistent performer. Uh, third place, Michelle Collins. She's from Alberta, so she's a Canadian. Uh, mm-hmm. She did a couple of contests this year, so I'm happy to see her do so well. Um, it's and Jessica as well, another another fellow Canadian, uh, rounding out the top five. So I, I do think um, Haley and Christina are sort of the, the, you know, they're the top performers in that class right now. Um, but the other, there's a lot of people who are uh, hot, you know, who are climbing. Yeah, no, for sure. And uh, something else is just kind of jumping out at me real quick here, too. Um, and like I said, I'm kind of just doing this in the moment um, is uh, we talk about this sport being kind of uh, inviting to like all parties. You know what I mean? Um, we get rock climbers. We get uh, I mean, anything from, you know, power lifters, strongman, arm wrestlers, uh, fighters, grapplers. I mean, it's it's a it's a really, you know, kind of a mix up of everything. Um and we talk about, you know, it's, you know, male, female friendly for the competition stuff. Um, another aspect that I think is interesting here when I look at this list is that the oldest competitor in this division was 61 years old. So yeah. we had it, it It looks like we had three female lifters in this division that were over 50 years old and one over 60. So or actually uh, maybe maybe three or four that were over 50 years old. So, I mean, it's just interesting to see, um, you know, not only getting the women participation, but to have, you know, four or five women that are all above, you know, 50 years old to where you can actually have like a master's division or something of that nature. So, um, like I said, just, it's not necessarily a lifting stat, but it is interesting from the demographic of people that are lifting and competing in that division. Yeah. Um, So that pretty much covers 80 kg. Um, unless there's anything else you'd like to add there, Eric. Um, no, I'm, I'm happy to keep going. Okay. Um, yeah. And like I said, almost a clean sweep there for Haley. Um, then we jump down into hundred KG. So, um, once again, um, top in this division, not a stranger to arm lifting is Ashley Muncy. Um, and if I look at, the overall score, pretty pretty solid overall performance. Um, with 582 points out of a possible 600, so you're talking about another, uh, another pretty solid performance where, 
there's a pretty big gap between um, a bigger gap between first and second. But then once again, we start getting a little bit tighter with that second, third and fourth place. Right. Um, Ashley. So, so Ashley is very pregnant right now. So this is not her reg- regular weight class. So I think that's even all the more impressive for her to win at 100 kg um, because she's seven or so months pregnant. Uh, is a, yeah. is, <laughs> it's, a, it's impressive. And, and, and I feel like I might have known that, but yeah, I would I would not have brought that up if if you hadn't kind of jogged my memory there. Um because yeah, I mean it's technically the hundred kg class, but here for the weigh-in, it has eighty seven point three way down. So I mean that's definitely that's clearly well under the one hundred kg right. limit. So um you can right. definitely see that that's you know kind of her lifting up a weight class there. Yeah. Um Kathy Facey, so, she's she's part of my training group. So she okay. had uh she had a great you know, a great performance. I'm really happy. I'm really happy that they added that 100 class because that's really where that's her class. So mm-hmm. it's, you know, so that, and for her to finish second overall, uh, you know, I, I'm really happy for her. Um, and, and she was pretty consistent. Uh, she doesn't really have any weak areas. So mm-hmm. that was good to see Jen, Jen taking third. Uh, have you met Jen? She was at the, were you at the Olympia last year? I can't remember. I, I was not at the Olympia. Okay. Um, I've only done the Arnold. Um, okay the last two years for the Arnold. Um, but no, I've heard, uh, Jen's name mentioned through, um, uh, Tammy McClure, who we just spoke of earlier. She kind of mentioned, uh, I believe she was in college with Jen. And I think Jen lives in the UK now, but she was, she was kind of bringing her up as like, you know, a a training partner of hers in the past, you know, where they kind of, uh, had trained and stuff like that. So, um, I have not met Jen, but I'm familiar with the name and a lot of people have, uh, kind of spoke highly of her on that female side of lifting. um, She's a very, uh, very high energy performer. So she's a lot of fun to watch lift because she, she gets, you know, she yells and she gets all into it. So it's a lot of fun. Yeah, that, that, and then that, and that's kind of what Tammy I think was bringing up on a recent show that she did. Um, she like did a grip sport Latino with uh, Poncho, and she was mentioning Jen kind of like you know smacking herself or doing whatever to get kind of hyped up and yelling and screaming. So um, that's that that's where I've heard that name. Um, but like I said, I, I don't know that I've seen Jen um, lift in person or anything. Sure. But it, it, it's 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 another one of those names that we've uh, you know I don't want to say kind of a staple in the in the placings, but yeah. Um, for sure, Matt, Maddie Gray. She took fifth. She's a she's a teen. She's seventeen years old. She lives out in Saskatchewan, oh, yeah. and uh, she, she. So that's you know great performance, top five in the class. So I'm happy to see that. Yeah, and and anytime, um, anytime you take somebody that is a, I, I guess you know teenager or just you know that young. I mean, sometimes it takes years for you know some training to kind of kick in and for you to like really like fortify your grip strength and get to a point where you're i don't know where your baseline is just strong and competitive so to have somebody that young already kind of jumping in in that mix and being uh right there in the top five with some of those uh other women um like i said it's probably a really good sign for the future yeah um moving forward so and as far as anything else um, on that, and then we pretty much would roll into our last weight class um, for the females, which would be the 100 kg plus. So, oh. and uh, looking at that real quick. Another perfect, another perfect score. I was gonna, yeah, a perfect <laughs> score there. Um, now, I, I know that I have seen her lift. I might mess this name up. Eric, do you know how to pronounce this name better than me? 
probably not. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, because um, Marja Larry or Larry, you know, um, I, I assume that's how it would be pronounced. But I believe is she from Finland? I think she is. Yeah, because I think I believe she trains with like the the Finland crew and some of those people, or I've seen her at least travel with them. Um, yes. So Marja Marja or Marja Larry would probably be my best attempt right. at pronouncing the name um but i don't have everybody on hand just to tell me how to say their name so I, that's my best go at it um and that was a clean sweep and then right behind that would be melissa dingy um who was at the um the eogc event that i was at so i got to see her lift there for that performance and everything so melissa had a pretty good day and lifted well um and then and hannah was hannah was close behind so the second battle for second there too eh? hannah 502 melissa 507 so very very close yeah that, that that could go either way um but yeah but another clean sweep so um clean sweep but with a close second and third and then it really kind of dropped off after that um right. points wise um so yeah but i would say that's a pretty good showing comp- i mean i i'd have to go back in and look at other years past but for super series that is a uh that's probably a pretty good showing on the uh, women's lifting side. I would have to say. Um, yeah. I mean, if, if you're, if what is a sad up close to over 40, I think eh? 40 or 50, somewhere between 40 and 50. So if the average class size is, is eight or nine, I think that's great. Uh, yeah. That, that's what that, it becomes possible with these multi-venue contests. You know, we're never going to see that in a single venue. So I think no. it's nice that there are these multi-venue contests. There are a few of them, uh, you know, this this one king kong they have you know there are others but it's nice to have rarely are the women gonna have this many people people to compete against so it's a lot of fun for them i think for 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 all of us yeah no definitely interesting stuff um with uh like i said just the the level of participation i guess as we as we look at it now if we slide on over to the men's um this would be one of those newer classes we mentioned which would be the 70 kg which kind of gives the lighter weight men a chance to shine because typically you're, you know, 80 kg or you're 80 and you're getting mixed with 90 or, you know, whatever the case may be. So that, you know, there's a big gap there. Um, But allowing the, you know, lighter weight guys, or maybe, maybe even some climber people to kind of jump in here. um, I don't know. I think, like I said, it just kind of helps helps those lighter weight guys gives them a little more incentive to jump in there that way they're not lifting against monsters all the time or something um right. so and that, so one of the story one of the stories of this class eve gravel i just uh, i can already see it so <laughs> so eve gravel did stage one had full intentions of doing stage two but in the interim over the summer he won a climbing contest and because he won that he got an all expenses trip to another climbing contest in south korea on the same weekend that i was mm-hmm. running stage two so he couldn't participate in stage two because I think he would have been a a pretty solid lock to win that class. Yeah, but, absolutely. Yeah. But without him there, the class became very competitive. You look at the spread at the top, one, two, three, very, very close. Um, yeah, I mean, absolutely. And, yeah, that is, uh, I mean, everybody's Jay, within 11 points of each Jay, other almost. Yeah, and Jay, what really helped him is he has a pretty good freestyle hub, whereas the guys in my venue had did not, you know, this is not one of their pet lists. So there's, there's a huge gap in points 
um, where he made a lot of ground on that freestyle. Oh yeah, club. yeah, because he, I mean, he's um, he's getting a hundred points um, on that lift, and then those guys are you know basically yeah. hitting fifty nine and fifty nine. Right. So I mean, so they're they're, they're dropping big points right there. Yeah. So Jay Clay, because after stage one, Jay was in fourth, and now he catapulted the first. Um, mm-hmm. Maxim, this is this guy is fifteen years old. He's a okay, climber, yeah, and, and I'm just seeing that now. Like I said, yeah. I you know yeah yeah he's fifteen years old. He's a climber. He he started competing with us uh, at uh, I held uh, Canadian Nationals in April. That was his first contest, and he like really impressed. <laughs> like he's um very very strong at almost all of the almost all the lifts but uh um i'm just so impressed that he what he's able to lift at 15 uh it's it's scary to think what he's going to be able to do in five or ten years because uh his saxon normally he'd be able to lift more than that but he injured his um i think it's his right one of his hands he lift injured over the summer and he was almost thinking of skipping stage two Mm -hmm. Uh, cause he was especially worried for the two handed lift. And I said, you know, just get on the board, just do a, you know? Yeah. Um, so, so, you know, he's definitely still got a second off. place. Yeah. say you, you end up in second place, um, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. as opposed to pulling out and then you, you probably end up lower down sixth or seventh at the bottom of the division. So right. it's, a, uh, you know, sometimes it's not ideal to compete when you're injured or if it's, uh, you know, something really detrimental, but like you said, if you can just get some points on the board, you never know how some of these things are going to shake up. So uh, yeah. that, that 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 move uh, played out pretty well there for him. And um, Andrew, Andrew's and also the guy from uh, my my venue. He so he was the lightest guy in the whole contest. I think he was a hundred and I don't have the figure in front of me, but about one hundred thirty pounds. And yeah. uh, this is also his first year con- competing. And you know, I think he put up some solid lifts uh, across the board. He's also, if, if those of you who don't know Andrew, he started uh, a grip company called Nemesis Grips. You can I, find I have it on seen his... some people. Um, I've seen some people sharing their, uh, like reposting their stuff and seeing some of the stuff they're doing. So, um... yes, yeah, so that's him, Nemesis Grips. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, and is that located up in Canada somewhere or? Yeah, he's local okay. to me. Yeah. So, uh, okay. So, because we didn't really have any, we didn't have any Lucas Raymonds or of that type up in Canada. So it's now we have yeah. at least some local connection to, uh, uh, for, for some of this stuff. And he's also a climber, climber, obviously, uh, mm-hmm. these lighter weight guys who are discovering grip, but he's, he's all in on grip. Like he's starting to organize contests. He's building equipment. So he's a great addition to, uh, to our club. Okay. Well, I say from just from the female side and the male side, it looks like these lighter weight climbers that you're kind of speaking of. I mean, it looks like you guys in Canada are really, uh, I don't want to say like dominating the lightweight classes, but I mean, you're at least bringing in the numbers and kind of new prospects right there. So that's, yeah. uh, that's, that's probably an, an exciting development because I feel like a lot of the Canadian lifters, at least that I'm familiar with are bigger guys. Yeah. Um, for the most part. So it's cool to kind of see uh, a balance or at least a new influx of smaller weight lifters that maybe are like, and, and young smaller, but then they're also younger to where, yeah. you know, Hey, you know, some of these guys that are, you know, two and three right now might end up being like perennial first place guys in the next four or five years if they really um, kind of maximize what they're doing. Um, And then that, like I said, that pretty much wraps up 70. Um, If we bump up to 80 kg now, I don't know if, is this another sweep? Yeah, I was going to say, I had a feeling that that would probably be a a kind of a sweep there. I don't want to mess the name up. I've always said Johans Lampinen. Um, 
from Finland. I've talked to him on uh, Instagram numerous times. I know it's like John Lambo on there is like right. his his tag name or whatever. Um, but I've always said Johans Lampinen. Um, I think that's the best I can pronounce it. But I mean, he's another one of those guys that for that 80 kg class, he's kind of done 90 before, even though he's just barely weighed over 80 and he just didn't want to cut right. a couple pounds or whatever. But yeah. uh, he's just a phenomenally strong lifter and he's another guy that whether it's a wrist event a one-hand event a two-hand event he seems to be pretty well-rounded and there's not a lot of there's not a lot of opportunities to get points on that guy so no he's impressive for sure uh and you know clean sweeps he won all six so yeah no and a lot of us were we were sort we were sort of wondering would he do the ninety kg this year would he do the eighty because I know he's right on the border mm-hmm. yeah um but this year he did the eighty and uh, yeah and then from there second place we have uh, Will uh, Will I was gonna say William Reed but Will Reed right um, and Will is one of those guys that is kind of uh, I mean he he's been very active and yeah. he's done a, a lot of competitions and. I know he's pulled some really good numbers on uh, Saxon. It just happens that uh, Johans Lampinen pulls a great Saxon as well. So, um, you know, Will's pulling very solid numbers across the board. It's just one of those deals where you end up with that guy in your weight class that is just like kind of a phenom because it's, I mean, it would be like guys lifting, like, I don't want to say on the GSI side, but like if we reference King Kong, it's like, like a Ben Cossey or something. Right. Um, how Ben Cassie's lifts, he's so, he's such, such a light body weight, but his lifts will carry him through the next one or two weight classes above. And, yeah. uh, Johans Lampinen is very similar to that. So it's like, if you're in his weight class and you're coming in second, third or fourth, you don't necessarily, you know, it doesn't mean that you're bad at grip or, you know, lifting or anything because that guy is just, uh, he, he would almost fare well against numerous weight classes above him. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we'll, we'll take in second place there. Um, and like we said, that's a sweep. So uh, no one really got to him now for second and third there about a 50 point gap there. So really um, it doesn't look like it really gets super competitive in that division until you kind of get into uh, like the three, four, five, six positions. Yeah. Um, so those first, two guys are kind of, I don't want to say like in their own kind of league and then there's a drop off and then it's a little more exciting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Statistically. Yeah. Um, Stefano, Stefano Fortuny, that's another guy that trains with me. Okay. Uh, I was, I was going to say, um, cause I did lift with him at the Arnold this year and yes. uh, that, that's yeah. a name that I remembered. So, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm just trying to look at anybody else. Um, uh, yeah, I, th- I think, for the most part, that would uh, that would pretty much kind of sum up the uh, the ADKG class. Like I said, you have a couple of uh, you know the top two guys are very strong and kind of a little bit ahead of the pack. And then as far as everybody else, they're they're probably pulling pretty good numbers. It's just like I said, you're kind of running into two guys that are just that that notch above. Um, right. And uh, it might just take some training or different event list to maybe close that gap. Um, for future stuff. And then let me see. 90 kg would be next. So we're talking 90 kg, 198 pounds, which um, that's where you competed. So um, do you yep. kind of want to break this down from your perspective? Since, I mean, you're, you know, this is like 
your weight class, you know, that you're in, um, instead of listening to me ramble on about it. Um, if you just want to kind of maybe break down what you thought as you were lifting and how, how you felt with your numbers and, uh, you know, how, how, how things kind of panned out. Um, what was your, what was kind of like your thought process going through that competition, um, through those stages? Yeah. So, um, I decided to compete at 90 this year, last year I was competing, uh, a little heavier weight, but I decided to go at 90 this year. Um, stage one, I was pretty happy with my lifts and then, uh, it just so happened that Devin Lee lifted just a bit more than me on all three of them. So I was started stage mm -hmm. stage after stage one, I was in second place and I'm like, I looked at the stage two lifts and I'm like, oh, well, that's a probably a better mix for me as, you know, relatively speaking, but yeah. I didn't know if I'd be able to make up the necessary ground. Um, but it was a challenge I was looking forward to and, uh, the I, I i sort of can't really complain about all of my lifts in stage one and two are sort of i ended up sort of where i expected to, to end up with one exception i'm not sure why but the saxon bar it just didn't feel grippy up to me on that day so i felt mm -hmm. like i underperformed i performed below what i normally would have done on the saxon so um although i made up a lot of points on the hub um i just couldn't uh I didn't, I couldn't make up the, the ground. So I got closer. I won stage two. If, I, if you look at just stage two, I, I, I finished first in the 90 kg for stage two, but it yeah. wasn't enough to overcome Devonley. Devonley is just a, another strong guy. He doesn't really have many weaknesses and he's a very consistent performer. Um, yeah. He's uh so. well, I had to lift against him. Um, Cause you did a hundred at the Arnold and I did 90. Yeah. Right. Um, we kind of switched places now where I think I'm in kind of like a, a little bit of a heavier mode and you're back down to a 90 kg. Um, right. But yeah, I had, to, I had to lift against uh, Devin Lee Brown there, and uh, it was just kind of effortless for him. Um, you know, he just rolling handle lifts, you know, just his thick bar. Um, yeah. And, and even when you get into, like I said, some of the pinch events, you can see that there's some uh, probably even some better lifts, um, some improvements that he pulled there because both of you guys were right around that 230 pound mark or 104 right. kg for the Saxons. So, um, you know, that might've been a, a spot where like, Oh, if you're going off what he pulled at the Arnold, um, it was closer to like a 220, which would be a hundred right. kg. Um, so you can kind of see that bump up of improvement there that, you know, maybe you didn't get as many points because, you know, Devin Lee had a better, um, Saxon than we had seen last time. And then you felt like yours was slightly an underperformance yeah. and, and yeah. that kind of maybe kind of cancels it out there. Um, yeah. but, uh, yeah, he's a, he's just a tough, uh, tough competitor, man, just big, strong hands and just, like I said, there's not really an event that you can throw at him that's really going to throw him off course too much. Um, yeah. Maybe if you got into some weird key pinch type stuff or something like that, but for like your real big general strength lifts, um, right. all around strong guy. Um, so that was you guys at the top there. And then uh, Nick Manns and Steve Nutchins, is that, is that the proper pronunciation of that name? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Steve okay. Steve's also a Canadian. He's in Alberta. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I know I know him from the grip board um, is where I yeah. first saw him because he's closing a lot of big grippers on the grip board and stuff. So um, I'm, I'm familiar with seeing him on there. Um, but uh, let me see real fast. And uh, and Ryan, Ryan in fifth place, he's also another Canadian. So, OK, can we got Canadians. We got three out of three of the top five. Pretty good. No, yeah, definitely. Very, <laughs> yeah, very good. Um, because uh, I was trying to see how close that. Um, yeah, like I said, close between you and Devin Lee Brown, and then um, big drop off 
and then really kind of spaced out for the most part all the way down. Um, yeah. So it, it kind of just consistently dropped off from that point. Um, but uh, yeah, did you feel uh, overall pretty happy with your performance? Um, is that, I mean, is it a matter of like, okay, maybe there's a few lifts you could have done better, but it's just a matter that like, okay, Devin Lee showed up and pulled what he, what he did. And you pretty much, you know, yeah, we could complain yeah. over five pounds here and there, but it's just, yeah. you know, what can I, you do? I, 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 I felt I had a good year. I, I, you know, like I said, it's rare that you're going to ha be happy with all six of your lips. You know, you're always going to think, oh, and, and who knows, maybe, maybe Devin Lee underperformed from his perspective on one or two of these lifts. Right. So you, yeah. you don't, you can, I, I can know that from, for myself, the Saxon is the only one that I was slightly disappointed on, but other than that, you know, he was the stronger man over this series of, of events. So hats off to him. And, and it's good to kind of see him competing regularly because that's a name that I had seen like on old leaderboards and, you know, had kind of seen a while ago. And then I, I don't know if he just kind of took a couple years away from the sport, but then well, he, he, does, he, did, he does so many different things. Him, he, He's competed in bodybuilding. He does some um, mm -hmm. martial arts. So he does grip. He's done I've strong seen him skateboard. I've seen him skateboard, do skateboarding. Yeah. So, so he, he a does lot of random stuff. Yeah. A lot of stuff. Yeah. So, uh, but I, but it's, it's good to kind of see him. Um, hopefully he'll stay active. Um, you know, well, actively he'll competing. He'll definitely be in Orlando because he lives in Florida. So he's, he's, okay. he's going to be at the worlds. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, That'll be good. Like I said, it's just exciting to see those stronger names, especially when they've been around for a while. Um, it's just nice to see them sticking with it and uh, just keeping a high level um, throughout the weight classes. And now yeah. if we jump up to 100 kg, so we're talking 220 pounds right now. Um, no stranger to the grip world at all. Uh, Thomas Larson taking that weight class. And not only did he... Uh, he won that pretty decisively. Yeah. I mean, 591 out of 600 total points. And uh, he also kind of mixed in, a, I think, an appearance at the Shaw Classic where he was doing some inch bells and blob lifting. Right. So uh, he kind of, right. at some point, worked that into his trip while he's, you know, internationally uh, doing that and then bouncing back over. Because um, I believe Thomas is from Norway, if yes. I'm not mistaken. Yes. So, um, so he, he was probably pretty busy there bouncing between the stages and then maybe throwing that little thing in there for the uh, Shaw classic. Um, so yeah, Thomas is uh, just someone that I've seen his name around for a while and uh, have got to see him lift a couple times. And uh, he's, he's always up there in the top of those lists. Um, yeah. And then is his, his Saxon in particular has always been one of his strongest events. Uh, mm -hmm. He lifted one fifteen. He's lifted more before I know. Um, and yeah, the only lift he didn't win is the uh, the hub with his uh, I think uh, Yoni Kaponen. I think he's from Finland. So um, yeah, that's the only where that's the only place where he lost a few points. But other than that, yeah. yeah. And uh, third place being Dustin McFarlane, right? Which is uh, I believe Shogun Grip is typically what he goes by. Um, I'm, I'm I'm naming some online stuff, but like. Right. Um, I think he's like Shogun Grip or Shogun of Grip, um, but uh, I've seen some of Dustin's lifting and stuff like that. So I mean, he's he's a very strong competitor, and you usually um, I think I'm pretty sure he's done all the Super Series, and you can look in the top five or ten or even higher, and you know his his name's usually kind of in the mix somewhere. Yeah. Um, and then 
if I drop down to fourth place, Travis Winan, that's uh Travis lifts out there with Will Reed and some of the West Coast guys. So right. he, he's one of those West Coast lifters in California. Um and I kind of found I kind of found it interesting that Travis came in fourth. Now I'll I'll say that because I know Travis has he's a he's a taller guy with a big frame. Um and from what I've seen of his lifts, um, you know, Travis does well on thick bar. He has big hands, so like the axle the fat grips, deadlifts, you know, rolling handles. He's very strong on rolling handles. Um, but one thing that's kind of, I guess, bothered him or been an issue, he, he, and he pulls well on like the hilt and V-bar lifts. So it's like thick bar and V-bar. Travis has really always pulled pretty high numbers, but his pinch is what's kind of uh, prevented him from really, I think, kind of breaking through into higher um, standings. And right. just curious real quick if I – stay on track he pulled just under 200 on the saxon but i still think it says 90 kg i believe here for him so he's still pulling under 200 on the saxon or right there at that 200 mark but in this case like i mean if if he could get that number to 220 or 225 i mean you're there's there's a lot more points he could be making up but i believe even with that being right around 200 pounds i believe that's probably one of his better competition lifts for Saxon. So um, like I said, I, it's just showing that somebody that has these other strengths, maybe in the V bar or the thick bar lifts and maybe pinches a weakness, but I think he's trying to work on those weaknesses and kind of climb up. Right. So I would say that's partially responsible for him putting up a fourth place performance. Whereas if he kind of neglected some of that pinch stuff, you, you might've seen him down eight or ninth or something. Right. Um and then uh, Rob, oh, what's, what were Rob, you going to say here? Yeah, Rob McMurrin. So he's a, he's a, he came to my venue. He's a master's competitor. He's 50 years old. Super he, strong, right? He, he was uh, he was in neck and neck with me throughout stage one and stage two, all the way up to the hub. And mm-hmm. he just hates the hub. He's not comfortable. So he, he put <laughs> on uh, quite a low number as compared to all of his other lifts. So that's really what I okay. think he, I I think he probably – he could have made a run to probably second place, but uh, yeah. the hub is what tanked him. Wow. Uh, yeah, he, I, 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 I can see that. 50, he, he got 51.9 points. So, yeah. I mean, so he, he, um, his Saxon, uh, you know, he got, he got two, 240, two, 243 around uh, my but he's lifted, he's almost locked out 255 at Canadian Nationals. So his Saxon is very, very strong. Yeah, I, I remember you mentioning his name to me before, and I remember like both of you guys being like right up there, like two forties for Saxon are very close, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, that that name definitely stood out to me. Um, and then as you get into these heavier weights, it gets a little more. Um, the the divisions are a little deeper just because there seems to always be a little bit more participation. Yeah. Um, Jason Mikowski is a kind of a newer lifter. Um, I spoke with him briefly, but done a little bit of strongman and uh he's based out of virginia um i don't know him very well but i do know that he has like really big hands and he's kind of new to the sport and he's shown that okay i mean you can't control the size of your hands but for guys that have big hands it's not going to really hurt you in the sport right, right um so i think the longer that he kind of trains and does things um that th- th- this might be a good sport for him and then uh if we drop down another Canadian, right? Uh, Ian Wheat. Yep. From Edmonton, um, yeah. And 
And I would say this is this is just my analysis here. Now I could be off, or maybe there's some insight that, um, maybe maybe there's something I could be missing or overlooking. But I mean, it looks like he did all six events, so I don't know if he was injured because Ian's a strong guy. But uh, I I wonder if it's a matter of the event lineup because Ian's the type of guy that like from the strongman side of things, okay, he's going to pull a good axle. He's going to pull a good Saxon on those big two hand body lifts, but maybe some of these more finesse lifts um, where you, maybe we attack just the wrist with that block, or maybe we do a freestyle hub um, as a all around grip athlete. I would classify Ian as being more body dominant and not necessarily super well-rounded at all aspects of grip. So for him to have placed so high in past competitions, I think this six event spread, what probably accounted for him coming in seventh would probably be the fact that like, okay, yeah, he's going to perform well on the uh, fat grips deadlift. You know, he, the, the, those bigger kind of, uh, I guess, overall body strength events. Right. But then you get into some of these little technical single hand events and uh, it, it is probably just a matter of not saying that he's not strong in those, but it could be a technical issue. It just could be a, you know, something he's not really training as often, whereas the blue fat grips, it's like, okay, well the guy's deadlifting all the time. So that's right up his right. alley. So um, this might just be right. a case of the event lineup um, could be responsible for him. Maybe not placing a little higher there. Um, as I stroll, uh, as I scroll down, um, there's some other names I'm recognizing, but then we start dipping into like outside of the top 10. And uh, like I said, I, I don't want to ramble too much. Try to keep this uh, rolling along. Cause we just have so many different people to cover. Um but yeah, is there anything else in that class, Eric, that uh, maybe you're seeing no. or anything that really stands out to you there? Uh, no. Looks like it was pretty spread out after the first couple of – after Thomas, you know, it's yeah. pretty gradual steps all the way down. So it was a good mix of uh, competitors. But uh, no, I'm fine to move on. Okay. And then last thing I'll add with Thomas, um, I want to say he did like 110 at the Arnold in the past. Has he kind of slimmed down to make that 100 kilos or has he always been roughly just closer, you know, close yeah, to that weight limit? I, I, I'm used to seeing him at around 105. In King Kong, he's always around 230. So maybe he did yeah. uh, slim down just a bit. That's possible. Yeah, because I, I, I kind of anticipated seeing his name maybe pop up at 110, um, that, right. you know, 242 range. And uh, yeah, he, uh, kind of surprised me popping down to hundred kg. So I, I just wasn't sure if maybe he had you know, dropped a few pounds or cut a little bit of weight to, uh, to make that limit. But like I said, definitely a solid performance from him there. Um, then we dive in to 110, and I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm right on this, but that'd be like roughly 242 pounds. Um, and if I go, uh, and we got a clean sweep here as well. So, yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. so far for all these classes, I mean, you can kind of see that there's been, I mean, for almost half the classes we've seen, there's been uh, uh, a clean sweep, you know? we. I mean, I don't yeah. know how many classes we've done. If we've done eight classes, there's been like four people that just like swept all the way across almost. Um, and uh, this clean sweep here, winning all events, would be Hari Talonan. Yeah. And I, and I believe I'm pronouncing that name correct. I think so. Yeah. I hope so. Okay, yeah. I, I believe it's like Hari, not like Harry, Harry Talonan. I think it's Har, Hari Talonan, or it has more of that kind of uh, 
sound to it. Um, I've, I've messaged, I message him all the time and we've discussed training and stuff, but I've never like actually heard him pronounce his name, you know, or anything like that. So it's a, it's a gamble for me getting that pronunciation right. Um, but Hari Talonan, and that's a, I mean, that is a, a guy who I've recognized his name from like big hub lifts and stuff or like the hub world record at one point in time or something. Um, and he, he's just a, a well-rounded strong guy. I mean, for pinching, he's done a lot of feats too, like pinching, uh, 225 kg plates and stuff like that. I mean, he's just very strong across the board. Um, and I'm, I'm sure you've probably got to compete against him or see him lift numerous occasions, right? Yeah. He's just a very consistent performer. Uh, yeah. you know, he's been winning <laughs> for many years now, so it's, it wasn't a surprise at all for me to see him, uh, at the top of the standings in this class. And I believe for 110, I think he won last year. Um, now, I think they might have combined the classes for the prize money, whatever. But I think at truly 110, I think he won last year as well. So this would be another repeat um, repeat win for him. Um, and then I'm guessing Mike Schimmel is how I would pronounce that next name. Um, yeah, Mike or, Schimmel or, and Zach, Zach Evil are both Canadians. So okay, Mike, I, I, Mike, I knew Zach was. Yeah, I, I knew Zach was around you or that you guys had some kind of connection. I, I didn't know about Mike, though. So, Mike, Mike, I met him at... Uh, Canadian Nationals last year. Very strong guy. Um, what impressed me at this is going back a year and a half, but his um tips tester, he was uh he he lifted like 50 pounds more than the next guy. Like he almost got I, I don't think he got the 400, but he got in the high 300s on the tips tester, uh, yeah. which was an amazing lift. Um so very strong dude. And Zach is my, you know, part of my club. He uh to get another top three performance, uh, you know, I think it was great. Like some of these classes, we're getting to classes that have close to 30 competitors. So it's, uh, if you're getting top yeah. three in a class outside, you're doing well. Yeah. And, and, and that is worth noting also, um, because yeah, it, this is not to take away from any of the other performances that we've mentioned so far, but if you're in a class of seven and the pool isn't quite as deep and you come out third place, you know, it, you're just not getting as big of a sample size. Whereas if you have a class that has, you know, 28 people or we start getting, you know, the next class we're about to do has 37 people. I mean, you start right. talking about the top three and and with that kind of a, that kind of talent pool, um, you know, you're just, you're just guaranteed to have more, uh, more competition with the bigger yeah. numbers. Um, so yeah, no, that, that that's, that's a good performance for Mike and Zach right there. Um, and then, and how close were they? I mean, did they compete at the same venue or? No, Mike, Mike's no, okay. on, uh, on the other side of the country. Yeah. Okay. And they weren't super close. Um, not, 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 not too crazy. Like 509 to 482. If you look at the, yeah. uh, the overall points, so not, nothing too crazy, and, but not. And Zach was actually in the 100 KG in stage one. Uh, ah, okay. So he, what he, he stage two, he, 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 get, he gained a bit of weight for stage two. Turns out it didn't hurt him very much. He still got third place in the 110. So he was probably yeah. one of the, probably one of the lighter guys in that class. So to get that result, you know, it's great. And I think I had uh, spoke to him briefly or, or I had seen him post something a while ago about possibly trying to cut down in weight. So yeah, he signed so, so, up so, for so, heavy hands for, with the intention. No, when he said 93, I'm like, wow, he was down to 215. But now he's back up above two two twenty, so I don't okay, think so we're going to skip he, it. <laughs> so he's he's just committing that way. Okay, 
Yeah. yeah I, I was going to ask about that because last time I was like, okay, Hey, like, are you, you making the trip down to 93? And that was kind of what it seemed like was happening. And now here we're looking at this and I'm like, well, hold on. He's in the one ten, so, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, regardless of, uh, regardless of body weight, um, solid to get up in the top three there. And, uh, yeah. and once again, Canada showing that, uh, uh, as a, yeah, I mean, just a very, very, very competitive. Um, I mean, like I said, most of these things we've named are we're talking Canadian lifters. I mean, it's, you know, right there in the top two, three, four, five, or even winning um, certain divisions. So, oh, Andy, the reason Andy's so far down. Andy Muncy got injured. Yeah, right. Exactly. So I get the impression that he did his Saxon bar one handed. That's my impression. Okay, so he, did, he, did, he, he put a Saxon up. He put, he put he, a Saxon up. Yeah. But based on the figure, I think that's a one-handed lift. Yeah, he probably did. <laughs> um, so that, that would that would, that would definitely be worth noting in this class because um, – Absolutely. Me and you are both familiar with Andy. We actually um, – my first Arnold was competing against both you guys, and I took third to both you guys. You won that. Andy took right. second, and I was right. there in third. Um, so Andy is a guy that um, is very strong and has improved a lot of his lifts and yeah if uh if anybody looks on the list and happens to see that andy muncie is lower he, pr- he probably did half half that uh you, like you said you know saxon bar is probably a one-handed lift for that yeah. that two-handed event so so um, so i think i think he would have been fighting for second uh in under normal circumstances yeah uh, but but yeah he had a full uh he had a bicep rupture just uh you know Man. about a month ago so do you know uh, how he did that? Was that uh, like a strong man deal, a lifting thing, or he said it happened uh, doing some trying out some Highland Games? Uh, ah. So I don't know the I don't know the exact event, but he seemed to indicate that it was probably the same injury happened six years earlier, and he thought mm-hmm. that you know with the amount of scar tissue, so there was probably aggravating factors, but but it was the result of competing uh, trying out Highland Games uh, over the summer. Yeah. So now with uh, with that being said, now. Um, yeah, maybe maybe Andy doesn't take first place in that division, but right. had he had he been fully healthy, um, Mike, Zach, and him all right there for you know second, third, and fourth probably would have been a nice sure. little mix up. Um, because Andy Andy would definitely oh, be right absolutely. there in that mix, so that that that, that could have been really exciting. So um, it's a uh, it's kind of a uh, kind of a bummer, I, I, I guess. Surpri- that, yeah. I was very surprised that he even competed. I think it's great, uh, but uh, yeah. uh, I was just surprised. But that's yeah. I'm 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 very I'm almost positive that 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 Saxon lift to 46 kg is is a one hand lift. <laughs> he pulled it one handed. Yeah. So um, Andy, if you happen to be listening in, uh, we wish you a speedy recovery on that. Um, and uh, yeah, like I said, Andy's always one of those top competitors. And uh, yeah, hopefully you bounce back quick from that injury. Um, the only other thing I would uh, bring up on here, Eric, would be um, as I'm looking through this would be um are you familiar with the name tim einstein yeah i think i'm gonna get a chance to meet him won't i next uh he's coming to heavy hands yes he should be yep yeah um so tim is based out of virginia now tim has ridiculous thick bar strength and he's another one who maybe might drop a point or two on some pinch lifts or a hub lift or something like that but what i'm noticing here is it doesn't look like tim did stage two so Uh. Tim is down here in 18th place, but right. I think that if Tim does stage two, 
he's another one of those guys that probably would have been right there in that three, four, five spot with Andy and those guys. Um, like I said, he, he, he probably has some improve, uh, improvement to do like on a Saxon lift or hub lift, you know, in, in that, that style of lifting, but yep. for fat grips, deadlift, rolling handles, uh, the guy is a problem for almost anybody. So I would, uh, that's just something I would, that stands out to me when I look down there and I see Tim Einstein at 18th, and then I see those three zeros over there on stage two. Um, that's why. So I think Tim would have very easily been right up there in the mix for that top five, um, position somewhere with those other guys, had he not, um, missed stage two for whatever reason. And I don't, I don't know that reason, but just worth noting, um, because Tim is a, Tim's a strong guy. Um, jumping ahead, uh, 125. So as we jump up to 125 and, uh, we have a 73 year old that won the division, yeah. <laughs> um, but not just any 73 year old, somebody that's uh, pretty well known and, uh, <laughs> been, been a, you know, been around doing this stuff forever. Um, Ode Haugen. So, yeah. um, Ode looks like he took that one. So pretty incredible to uh, still be hanging in there at 73 and, uh, outlifting all these other guys. Um, and, in their thirties and forties and whatever else. And, uh, so yeah, I'm trying to tr- uh, see the point. So this one, I don't want to say it's like super close, but these guys were all kind of separated by about 20 points. Well, no, actually, uh, sorry. The first and second place were separated by about 20 points. And that's, but that's all because of the hub. <laughs> Owen yeah. does not like hubs and he lost a lot of points right there. And, uh, so otherwise I think he would have won by even, a larger margin, but yeah, uh, yeah. Then as we move John, down, yeah, John's John's another very consistent performer. I so I feel he sort of flies under the radar a bit, but he's he's been competing over ten years and he's consistent, yeah. you know, and um, he's really really good in certain events, and he doesn't really have any glaring weaknesses. So I'm not surprised that he managed to finish second. Yeah, and, and I, I've seen some of John's training. Um, I, I've never really spoke to him or got the chance to meet him or anything like that, but uh, I see some of his training stuff. And uh, just like you mentioned, I mean, he's training all aspects of the grip, and he seems to be well-rounded um, and been around for a really long time. So, yeah, not 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 surprising to see him up there at the top. And then uh, third place, Mike Saffel, and he lifted at the venue I was at. So, um, Mike pulled some pretty good numbers for him, um, uh, pretty much for – Granted, we have different sanctioning bodies sometimes, so maybe one guy pulled a Saxon lift on a certain competition that wasn't sanctioned. But for um, if we just stick to arm lifting USA, yeah, I want to say that every lift that Mike pulled for stage two was a slight PR for him. And oh, great! I think that is what enabled him to kind of uh, bounce up because I think he was like fourth place after the the last stage. So I think him kind of, you know, squeaking out a couple of those PRs and pulling some good lifts. And uh, he he mentioned that he hated the hub. He's not a fan of it, but he at least, you know, didn't let it uh, too much of a deficit. It didn't drop him too bad. Right. So he was still able to maintain and uh, pull a good enough hub to kind of secure that third place spot. Um, yeah. So that would be our top three. Odhaugen, um, John Machnik or Machnik. Is that, do you know how to pronounce that last name? I, I hate messing uh, up I, names. I, I, I pronounce it Machnik. I okay. think it's Matt. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, John, and then Mike right there uh, for your one, two, three. And fourth, fourth, fourth place, Tremaine. So, Trey, he's also, he's a Canadian. He competed at my venue. 
he started competing uh, a little less than a, a little under a year and he's coming on strong his first contest was king kong and he finished middle of the pack mm-hmm. but man he had a good year uh to finish fourth place in that class um you know his, his hilt was 117 kg is so he had some really good lifts he also struggled a bit with the hub he hadn't really trained it so he lost yeah. some points there but for him to get fourth place, you know, that's, I think it was a great performance for him. Okay. Yeah. And then to, uh, to round out the top five, I guess, um, Jalen Worley, I'm not sure if you're familiar with him. Oh yeah. Um, and he's coming to heavy hands. Yeah. He's going to be there too. Yeah. So, um, yeah. uh, online W grip, but, uh, yeah, Jalen Worley, man. Um, he is a, uh, he's just kind of a brute man. Like he's just a big, strong dude. And, uh, like his rolling handles are strong. He's um he's pulled, I mean, good numbers across the board on several lifts. Um, I think just being newer, as he continues to dial in his technique and get more time with these implements and these, you know, different variety of lifts, he's he's gonna be a, a super tough competitor for guys to beat. And uh this is a little bit outside of this realm of the competition, but he also just certified um Oh God, I, I, I don't, I don't want to mess this up now. Um, mash monster six or mash monster seven. Oh, wow. <laughs> on the grid board. So he, okay. he, I mean, yeah. So, so Jalen Worley, he's a uh, super strong on, uh, on gripper closes. So, I mean, he's a guy that like, he's been killing the gripper stuff. Um, okay. But yeah, just, just so I don't misquote this real quick, I'm just going to double check that, uh, that little fact. Um, yeah mm6 so he says he was the 13th man to close the mm6 okay so super strong grippers i know that doesn't necessarily relate to this competition i'm just saying overall strength once once he starts applying that technique to these other lifts and everything else um he's a just a big strong guy um and then it looks like very similar to some of these other things um and I'm just going to say names that I'm familiar with. Um, like right here, we have uh, Brian Rochelle is a Virginia lifter. Yeah. And then we have Tom McClure, which right. a lot of guys know Tom McClure. Um, and then Justin Clifford, who performed very well at the Arnold the first year I was at. But it looks like all of them missed stage two. So right. those are three guys right there that um, – you know they're they're probably right there at the on the cusp of that top five level or that you know oh, yeah. in that top ten mix. Um, Justin 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 was second place after stage one, so he would yeah. have mixed it up for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, it's it's just worth noting. Like I said, when we see these guys placing so low because they only did half the half the events. Yeah. Um. It, it you know it it should be taken into account a little bit. So. Absolutely. Um. But yeah, so that 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 pretty much covers the uh, one twenty five. Uh, then we get into the super heavies. So 125 kg plus. Now this was and the the results show that this was the tightest at the very top. Holy, 559, 558, 557. That's yeah. a close contest. <laughs> I mean, everybody separated by a point or less, um, yeah. pretty much. So, yeah. um, and it is all all pretty fam- a pr- a pretty familiar names. Yeah. So um, I also had the privilege to lift with Jason up in Ohio while while he did these lifts. And I will say this, um, Jason 
obviously due to the results here, um, Jason managed to uh, maintain that number one spot or move to that number one spot. You know, he right. pulled enough to get there, but he was not satisfied with his performance at all throughout stage okay. two. So he was, he was kind of bummed out. So um, yeah. he kind of, uh, I think did he did the bone Hill um, grip competition right. over in Finland. I guess he got sick since he came back. Some of his numbers have been a little bit lower than he wanted. He was trying to kind of battle through that. Um, because in training he had been pulling up, uh, up to like two seventies or two eighty on a three inch Saxon. And then, yeah. you know, he only landed a two fifty for this competition, which it's right. good enough to hang on to first place, but for Jason, he was not uh right, he was not exactly happy at the comp when that happened. Um, but uh yeah, it's good to see Jason um, you know, having a good performance at the the GSI nationals and then just continuing to jump right into the super series um and hit both stages there, compete internationally over in Finland. Um, Jason's just been a busy guy. Um, so to still be able to manage and pull off that uh first place victory is pretty pretty solid performance by him so good to see but even yeah but very narrow and then yeah. uh, behind him uh arto jeronin so right arto's not a stranger to you know anybody really um most people in the grip world pretty familiar with that name and then he's just a, he's, he's kind of a veteran that's just consistently around in in the mix um and then uh i'll say aj because that's what he typically goes by i don't want to yeah. butcher the name but AJ is another one of those guys out there on the West coast. And I believe I recently talked about this where uh, I think he kind of did his first King Kong and he like pulled like a two fifty something on the crusher. <laughs> and maybe it was kind of like, Hey, could you guys shoot me a video of that lift <laughs> just to make sure this is accurate? Because I mean, who shows up their first time ever and just pulls numbers like that. Um, yeah. Pretty, pretty rare territory. And, and he's only 29. So um the fact that he's 29 and uh, like I said, I mean, displaying really good strength, obviously on the thick bar stuff and overall body strength. Um, just, a, just another exciting uh, this last year. Is just been, it's going to add another exciting heavyweight or super heavyweight for those guys to contend with, you know, kind of just some uh, new competition. Yeah. Um, any, anything out of that top three that kind of stands out other than how close they were or. It's the hub that did him in. I think he would have won had he not lost quite so many points on the hub, uh, which is not too surprising. These guys who are really, really strong, that they, like these big, strong guys, I'm not. It's not a surprise to me that they that they sort of uh, don't do too well on some of the smaller lifts. Yeah. Just because I doubt he, I, I don't know how much time he invested in training on the hub, but I think he's mm -hmm. just a strong dude. <laughs> so, uh, whereas Jason and Arto, they take the sport very seriously. Maybe AJ does. I don't know anything enough mm -hmm. about him, but I know that Jason and Ardo are really, you know, they really are. Um, they train okay. for the sport, and they're very, you know, they train all the lifts. So, um, and that's why they can. That's why they're consistently at the very top of the standings. Yeah, and uh, Nick, Nick Nick Sanders was was fourth. So I guess there is a gap between third and fourth, but he's cl clearly in fourth. There's no. There's another big gap. Yeah. Uh, and uh, just to uh, also add into that. Yeah. So th there was a, a big gap there that drops off from third to fourth, but Nick, um, Nick pulled a pretty big Saxon lift. Yeah. The biggest so, of the class. Yeah. Yeah. So um, he, he won that event. So that's another case where, okay, maybe Nick Sanders overall wasn't in contention for that first or second place spot. But when you 
you know, you're in fourth place and you pull a top lift in your division, I mean, that can kind of screw the other competitors over or shake up the standings a little bit. So, um, yeah. uh, Nick, so yeah, Nick in fourth place, you know, not necessarily in contention for first there because of, you know, some of these other lifts, like, you know, scoring 70 points on the hub, there's, there's a lot of points given up there, but, uh, to pull off an event win against this kind of crop of guys at the heavyweight level, um, or heavyweight class, um, is, is solid lifting. So I think that, uh, Nick's another one of those guys that's pretty consistent. And I think as time goes on, we'll see good lifts out of Nick, but, uh, good for him to get the event win, because like I said, that might shake up how the other, you know, one, two and three plays. Um, and, uh, Derek Hudson, I've heard the name. Um, he's done. I think he was at the Arnold as well. Lifting. Um, maybe that's where I'm remembering that from. He was at the Olympia. He was at the Arnold. He was also at the contest. I did a arm lifting Canada contest that I okay. did in July. So he's been very active. So for him to get this fifth place finish, I think is a great, a great result for him. Okay. And, uh, once the lift or once the list starts going down from there, um, I'm not too familiar now. Uh, I'm, I'm seeing another thing that's jumping out to me here. Um, James Jeffers and 22nd place. Well, he didn't do stage two. I was going to say exactly yeah. another, yeah. another one of those cases, another yeah. one of those cases where we have, like I said, when I, when I, when I see a name that I recognize, um, that's notorious for some big lifts and big strength. And then I see him that low in the list. It's like, okay, I, I already know that like you missed a stage or you didn't do all the events. Yeah, um, James and James and Tristan, who's just listed above him, they're both uh, strongmen yeah. competitor, Canadian strongmen competitors, and they were both yeah. neck and neck after stage one. But you know, when he when he they just they've been competing in a lot of strongman contests, and they couldn't they couldn't mm-hmm. make this one. So yeah, but yeah, it's anyone who's near the bottom of the standings, this chances are it's because they only they only did one of the two stages. So it, yeah, it is very important mm-hmm. to to consider that if you're looking at these results. Yeah. And, uh, and that was partially, um, I, I guess, part of my reasoning, because like I went up and did the uh, the EOGC, which is the East Ohio Grip Championship, up with Mike and Jason. So they started it with like three lifts for the Super Series and then had extra GSI lifts uh, added into right. the whole competition. But right. considering that I didn't pull stage one, I was like, well, there's no, I mean, I'll go ahead and pull the lifts for this individual competition's sake, but right. I don't really want to throw my name in the hat and just be 18th for no reason because I didn't right. do the competition. So I technically, right. I technically did do the events, but it was more for that individual competition and not so gotcha. much trying to throw my name in this pool or else we would have been seeing me at hundred KG down at the bottom somewhere probably and been like, right. Oh, well, what's wrong with Zach? You know? And it's right. like, well, if nothing, I just missed a stage. So um, yeah. that was kind of my same approach. So I, 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 I know how it is if uh, if you miss one of these stages and how these guys end up. So uh, very easily explained. Um, but yeah, that that mostly rounds it out um, for for that. So as a competition overall, or like I said, it's multi-venue, so we're not seeing every single um, event or every single uh, thing that's going on. But uh, versus, um, I guess, the Super Series, this would be the third year it's been running. Um, yep. Is there anything maybe that you saw that was better, an improvement from years before? Is there anything that stood out different from the first two years to you? Uh, so I didn't compete the first year. I only did okay. last year and this year. I mm-hmm. think the addition of the weight classes and divisions was a great idea. Uh, you know, 
what the Super Series has going for it is it is it builds towards the, the invitations to the Worlds and and these other events. So I, I find that your armless in USA is really has a almost a guaranteed uh, level of attendance at the Super Series because everyone wants to go to the big show because they're a lot of fun. To, it's a lot of fun to go to the Worlds and the uh, yeah. the Arnold and and when the invitations are largely based on your performance in this contest, I think it's a great it's a great formula. I think the two stages. Um, I'm happy it's not more than two stages because it, it does become yeah. hard to sort of commit. Two, I think, is manageable, especially because they're spaced out and 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 there's flexibilities to when they're run within the month. Yeah. So yep. that makes it possible uh, uh, for a lot of people. Um, but overall, I think it's you know it it grows. I think it's grown a little every year. Uh, I was going to say I, I I didn't count up the uh, top numbers of you know the number of people in each class, but just basically looking at like some of these classes, like we talked about, you know. 30 plus people or 28 people in a certain class. Um, from my past experience, I did do the first two years in the super series. Okay. Um, and to me, it seemed like I said, this is just me eyeballing it quick glance. I'm not, you know, putting it under a microscope or anything here, but it, it looked like the participation was a little higher. It looked like there was okay. a little bit more numbers um, this year and then, than previous years. So I don't know what extent that growth was, but it does look like um, there was more participation um, and a lot of the same familiar strong names that we've seen throughout the years um, sticking around and still competing. So it does look like it kind of has grown a little bit or maybe the lighter weight classes have attracted, you know, a newer crop of people or whatever right. the case may be. But, it, you know, it, it didn't like drop in numbers or drop in popularity. It doesn't appear. Right. Um, so. I do. I do want to give a little shout out because we didn't, we didn't talk about the masters. I just want to mention that Rob. Okay, McMurray, yeah, yeah. yeah. Rob McMurrin took first in the masters. Uh, they ended up making two classes. So up to hundred okay. kg and over. And, okay. and he yeah, got yeah. first, he got first in the 100 kg. So I think that was uh and it was a clear first. He had a quite a sizable uh, margin. So I was really happy to see him. He's the only Canadian who got first <laughs> in a class. We got a lot of podium finishes, but yeah. he's the only guy who got a first place. So congrats, Rob. No, yeah, that's, 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 that's very good. Um, and then I guess if, if, if we just kind of – we don't have to extend it too crazy, but uh, yeah. if we look at that next weight class up, it's uh, Jason Dingy, Ardo Jeronin, and Ode Haugen for the yeah. Masters uh, 1, 2, 3. So those guys yeah. were kind of uh, slightly different. Well, Ode would have been in the 125, whereas the right. other two are 125 plus. So right. a little bit of a merger there of the weight classes between some of the Masters lifters and – uh Pretty much just popping Ode in third place would be the only difference because it's still Jason and Ardo at one and two. But uh, right. that's uh yeah something I guess noteworthy to add for the for the Masters uh, aspect of it. Um, and and that's actually a pretty when you lump them, you know the fact that there was twenty five Masters competitors that's a good sign for a sport. It means we're attracting we're attracting yeah. the lower lower weight competitors and now the older competitors. Uh, grip is grip is very appealing I think to the older demographic because a lot of these people who had former you know, either they did fighting or they did strongman or something, their body sort of has taken a toll. <laughs> and now we're all getting yeah. into grip because it's a lot, you know, it's not as bad hard on, on the body. So it's great. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I think for the most part, um, yeah, like we kind of mentioned that a little bit earlier where I was saying, you know, there's a certain amount of women that were over 50 and, you know, stuff like that for the master. So I, I think that participation in the lighter classes and the, uh, the older lifters is definitely good to see. And that's something that's kind of been preached a lot is that, you know, Hey, this is something you can do for a long period of time and whatever, but to actually see the stats play out and support that 
I yeah. think is a good confirmation or good reassurance that, you know, it's not just people saying it because, oh, well, Ode's lifting and he's old. So, hey, you can do this forever. And it's like, well, when there's this crop of, you know, 25, 26 other masters lifters there, then it's like, okay, yeah, it's not just one outlier. Right. It is, you know, this is a real thing and this is a group of people, you know, or there, yeah. there's, there's, it's a, I guess, legitimizing it a little bit more um, for that claim. But, uh, but yeah, man, I think that's a pretty good rundown. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, shout, I'll just give a shout out to the women's masters winner. I mm-hmm. don't know her. Uh, but okay. Anastasia, Anastasia Dottie, uh, yes. once again, clear, clear first place victory. So congrats to her. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, that, that's a good point that we didn't leave anybody out and we kind of covered all divisions. Cause yeah, I was about to totally skip, skip over that there at the end. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much, uh, covered every class on the men's women's side, covered both masters, um, with, uh, some other discussions as to how close divisions were and other things like that. Um, Eric, uh, I think that was, I think it was pretty good, man. So, uh, yeah, I really appreciate having you on here. Um, just kind of doing this rundown with me. Um, like yeah, I said, you're kind of, of a go-to guy for stats and record keeping and and stuff like that. So, uh, I, I definitely, you're one of the first people I thought of when I thought about, man, you know, this is a bigger competition. I'm not just covering competitions that I'm going to be at. I would like to cover other people's competitions out there. So, you know, I might have to get with the promoters who host them and get info from them, maybe, interview them a little bit, you know, that way I have their input is, you know, they're there seeing it and doing it, but, uh, right. but yeah, so, you know, you were a competitor in this one and you're also, like I said, somebody that's been around for probably over a decade doing this stuff at a high level, um, and behind the scenes, putting in a lot of work with the data and statistics and stuff. So, um, yeah, just glad to have your time and glad to have you do this. And, uh, I'm sure this isn't the last time that we'll see you on a discussion or a breakdown of some sort. And like I said, in the future, we'll get to an interview, but, there's no rush in doing like a one-on-one personal interview with you um, because we, I, I got so many interviews we've been knocking out. Well, that, that'll happen when it happens, but I plan on having you on here a lot more when it comes to um, just general discussions with the sport and maybe yep. doing these recaps, because I think it's something that uh, I, I just think it's something that you do very well. And it's something that you're very passionate about. So having your involvement and having you join in on it um, just, I don't know, gets me excited to do the shows and, just adds a an element of legitimacy to it that you know what I mean if you weren't here doing it or you know don't get me wrong we could shuffle in other people but you know your your name kind of carries weight in the sport and all the work you've done it's it's nice having you here to uh basically uh, help I don't know how to put it into words I guess but just just to help kind of move this stuff forward and put it out there and create coverage for everybody in the sport and uh makes it a little easier on me because like I said I'm I'm slightly newer to the sport and uh having a veteran kind of chip in and you know yeah, no, rifle off I'm, all these stats um makes I'm, it happy to, I, I'm happy to be involved and and thank you so much for doing the show uh, as you can see from the comments on your video is that a lot of us are really have, have really been enjoying the content you've been putting out so you know there's no rush you don't have to don't i, I just don't want you to feel overwhelmed with pressure to get things out yeah whatever we're going to be happy with whatever you put out at whatever frequency works for you so uh, good job so far, and uh, uh, I guess I'll see you uh, in a week. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's coming up. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Be a heavy hand. So, uh, yeah. yeah, Eric, man, thanks again. And uh, like I said, we'll we'll be competing again and uh, doing other stuff, other recaps. So, um, just, uh, yeah, and as far as the content, I'm going to try to keep a steady pace for everybody and keep stuff rolling along. Um, and there's going to, like I said, we're starting to get into more dimensions now. I started off kind of hot with the interviews. 
That's easy to knock out. Now we're starting to get into these recaps. The topic discussions are around the corner. Like we're, it's, it's going to start expanding, but like, like Eric's kind of saying, I, I'm not trying to overwhelm it or oversaturate and flood everybody to death to where things get overlooked either. I kind of want to space it out so that it's at a, a good rate that we can kind of sustain. So um, other than that, that's what everybody can look forward to. So Eric, I'll go ahead and let you go, man. Um, thank you so much for doing this and uh, look forward to seeing you again and competing with you again. All right. All right. See, yep. you, see you next time. Bye. I'll see you, man.